Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. In 2014, a failed stand-up comic entered a contest called The Hunt for the Host. He did not win. Later, he was joined by an underperforming Oregon State fullback with a community college degree. These men, neither having earned the position and possessing no real skills, continue on as radio personalities. If you have nothing better to do on a Saturday morning, and if you can find them, maybe you can hear The Sinner and the Saint. Starring Luke Anderson. Get on, we got on a, uh, we got on a gentleman's clubs. How oh. do you like those? Oh, pay him, Rudy. Mickey Mouse, no. It is now. Devolved into that. And Will Darkens. Ear or eye? Where do you want it? On 1080 The Fan. <laughs> All right, hour two of the Sinner and Saint. If you missed anything from hour one, there will be a podcast available uh, to you on 1080thefan.com. It is brought to you by Les Schwab Tires. Distracted by a shirtless man who should not be shirtless running by the building right now. Caught him in the reflection of the computer. Yeah, he's going the other way, Will. Let's just say there was a lot of, uh, a lot of loose skin involved in his, uh, his jog. Wow. Looked you like, love dudes and you're fat shaming. Looked like Gerard Depardieu running. I'm just, listen. It's okay, dude. I get it. I'm shirtless shaming. I'm not fat shaming. You're totally fat no, shaming. No, go ahead and be fat. And it wasn't, I didn't say he was fat. Oh, I said oh, a lot now of loose you're telling skin. people to be fat? No. I said loose skin. He's probably slimmed down. He's probably down, I don't know, 40, 50 pounds. Good for him. Still keep your shirt on. So not yet is what you're saying. Yeah, just not, not yet. He needs to get the skin surgery first. <laughs> I'm not, you don't see me out running shirtless because uh, I respect people's, uh, you know, eyeballs. Welcome. How do you know? Maybe there's some people that are into that. You know what? They're going to have to miss out or get to know me better. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. 503-250-1080 is how you text or call this fine program. We will not pick up the phone, no. but... Text away. We may get to your thoughts on it. Like this little gem. The happy birthday lost its copyright. It's public domain now. I'm not singing it. <laughs> Screw that. Not touching that thing with a 10-foot pole. There's just some things you shouldn't touch. Yeah. The happy birthday song. Definitely one of them. I could do without that. If if I was at a... Well, I was at a birthday party yesterday. Was it a kid's birthday party? Eight-year-old birthday party. If we if we decided to go with the happy, happy birthday from yeah. all of us to you, mm -hmm. I'd have been okay with that. More excited about your new birthday song that you're writing. But the uh, the tempo of the old happy birthday song never quite does it for me. And everybody's always a little bit off. And then I throw it more off on purpose because of my terrible singing. Mm. I accentuate how bad I am. Yeah. It ruins the whole thing. And I'm louder than everybody. 50 candles! I like what you're doing. 
I like what you're. I like what you're working on. You keep going. It would have been eight candles, but it's not even eight candles anymore. Can, can I express a frustration about birthdays? What are you gonna crap on candles or something? <laughs> yes. I would love to hear this. Yes, you're gonna, I, you're gonna crap yes, on candles. Yes. Oh please. I, I want to hear it. How what is your issue with candles? How old do you have to be to be allowed to switch to the big fat number candles? You know the ones I talk about. The ones that are the shape of the number with one flame. Well, it's dependent upon the cake and your years. Like, if you're giving somebody a small cake and you're, like, you know, 30, like, yeah, you get the yeah. big numbers. Listen, you hit 20, I'm okay with doing that. But I feel like if, after 21, mm -hmm. go nuts. Put the number candles on. But for an 8-year-old's birthday party, they get one candle mm -hmm. with one little flame instead of eight candles? Yeah. I feel like you got to go eight candles on that cake. I don't care how small the cake. You can fit eight candles on a cupcake. But the numbers on kids' birthday cakes, that's BS. The, the fun of it is going, all right, <clears throat> this year, mm -hmm. blown out eight candles. I got this. Yeah. And the watching kids fail at things, even better. The first birthday, kid's not blowing out that candle. They don't know what they're doing. Two, it's only two candles, but it's a two-year-old. They get up to ten. I want to see you blow out ten candles, not a one and a zero candle. Mm -hmm. It's BS. Now, did the kid look frustrated about this? No, she couldn't wait to open her presents once in front of the family and then again in front of her YouTube audience. Yeah, see, that might be the issue here. There's a whole thing. I think it's more the kids don't care. Well, of course kids don't care. So why do you care? Because the potential for things to catch on more fire is higher the more candles you have. So you want things to be on fire. Yeah! And not, I... Probably not the right timing for this. Wow. With what's going on in society. Man, I got to tell you, you've really ripped it in this first uh, <laughs> part of the second hour. Fat shaming, skin removal shaming, yeah. candle no. shaming. That's a, a left field. Woo! Boy, I did not go. If you asked me this morning, what's going to happen in an hour or two? There's no <laughs> oh, way in hell would candle shaming come up. Well, listen, that, that's one of the wonderful things and probably one of the terrible things about this show is even we don't know where it's going to end up. Could be the best. Could be the best thing going for this show. Could also be the worst thing going for this show. I hope we get called into the office. Yeah, we probably will. And they're so, like, we got complaints here's from the thing. people. Here's the thing. We're months away from being called in the office because nobody's allowed in the office. Yeah, that's true. So we're good there. If we get called into a Zoom call, <laughs> listen, guys, we need to we need to get on a uh, go-to meeting. I'm pulling out. I'm pulling out Windows Teams on this one, guys. I need crystal clear imagery. Mm. We need a fast connection. Mm -hmm. Teams is the way to go. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. The NBA is voting on Thursday for a proposal that, according to reports, should be able to pass mm -hmm. where they bring back the NBA to Disney World. It's the idea that I loved the whole time. It's fantastic. They play at the wide world of sports. And they've got a couple different variations of the proposal. Some have 20 teams. Some have 22 teams playing for an NBA championship. They do have television contracts they need to get through. So we heard Mark Cuban earlier in this fine program mention that you need to have all 30 teams back, have everybody play a few regular season games, get a tune-up. But then you're going to get a play-in for the final few playoff spots. The exact details have not been revealed like I said, a couple different versions. But here's what you need to know, Portland. The 20 and the 22-team proposal both include the Portland Trailblazers. So if you went with 20 teams, 
Here are the teams outside of the playoff picture right now that would be included. Mm -hmm. New Orleans, Zion Williamson, Lonzo Ball, huh? Okay. Portland Trailblazers. Okay. The San Antonio Spurs, led by Greg Popovich, who's coming out to play point guard. Oh. And the Sacramento Kings. Okay. Now, if you extend that to 22 teams, that would also include the Phoenix Suns and the Orlando Magic. I think you have to. You have to include Phoenix and Orlando. No, Orlando. Yeah, well. You're playing in Orlando. I think it makes sense. Isn't that a total fart in the face (laughs) if they play it in Orlando and are like, no, dog, stay home? Yeah, okay. I would be super pissed. I'd be like, like, uh, what did they, they? How long were they sitting on that uh, twenty-team proposal? Going, all right, I think we got it. It's twenty teams, and Orlando's going. Guys, come on, Dude, just make it twenty. We're hosting your ridiculous. Well, they're not the wide world. Our sport. city is. No, Disney yeah. World is hosting it. Disney World is Orlando. I don't know. I'm okay with the plan. I mean, at this point, I think most fans just don't care about the logistics of it. You know, unless you're in one of those kind of like, I guess, towns like us where you're on the outside looking in and, you know, Damian Lillard is coming out and publicly saying, look, if I don't have a chance, I'm not going to do this thing if I can't get to the NBA final. But I think for the most part, in a national perspective, even people that are on the bubble are kind of just saying, look, dude, if you can get basketball on the court ASAP, I'm fine with whatever. I I don't care. The only bit of kind of malfeasance I can see here is that they're going to push real effing hard to get Zion Williamson into this thing. Yeah. Meaning that, like, if it starts to get to the point where they go, okay, we can't fulfill the local contracts. Actually, we just need to go right into the playoffs right now. It's going to suck. I totally understand. There's going to be some people in the room who are not affiliated directly with the team, maybe just the marketing department overall, who will go, no, no, no. You need to at least keep, let's call it 18 teams we need to get Zion Williamson in there at whatever cost. It doesn't matter. I don't even care if he plays the five play-in games. If we don't have him on TV, that's going to make a really bad product. Well, and here's the other thing that uh, throws us a little wrinkle into this. Um, and Maybe I'm looking at this wrong, but this is an article from ESPN that says Orlando would be included in it. Um, and maybe I'm just misreading that. Maybe I did misread that because they're the eight seed right now. So um, yeah, Washington would be the other team that would join in, not Orlando. So I misspoke there. So that makes more sense. But Washington, the, the thing is you would have Portland, New Orleans, Sacramento, San Antonio, Phoenix, all Western Conference teams. The only two teams in the Western Conference that would not be in a 22-team tournament would be Minnesota and Golden State, where when you look at the Eastern side of things, then you would leave out Charlotte, Chicago, New York, Detroit, Atlanta, and Cleveland. So if you do the 20-team season, it leaves out Washington, and that means you only have one team outside of the playoffs and five versus five teams east-west. So Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think at this point you just need to recognize the situation as a player and understand that these are incredible circumstances. And this is something that the NBA has continually through this, you know, however many months we've been in this, two, three months, has bended. They've bended. They haven't broken. The players haven't completely broken on it because you've heard from guys like Damian Lillard and you've heard even very early on from dudes like LeBron James who's like, dude, I'm not playing in front of no fans. F that. Well, he changed his opinion once he started to see how much money was going to get left (laughs) on the table. Yeah. And so I think that's the difference that you have right now between the NBA 
and the MLB, and we don't know if that's going to be even more different when the NFL starts to get closer to their time because right now the NFL is in such a sweet safe space right yep they're no no yeah. no nothing really being disrupted they're right on schedule yeah yeah everything's as it's supposed to be sure. really where you're going to start freaking out is when you get into July and they say hey you can't have mini camp yeah it's like okay well if I can't have mini camp then I'm not going to go to it and you need to pay me because I'm contractually obligated yep um, so I, you know, I, I think with the NBA, most of the fans outside of local markets that are just national fans, just don't care. They just say, give me LeBron James, yep. get him on there, get Giannis on there. I want to see my stars. Well, and I think there's a lot of fans that would be happy if you just did six teams, just do the top eight teams, you know, and, and just get just somebody out the playoffs, there. You're saying it, well, but even, even go beyond that and go I'm I'm just saying there are some fans that would be okay with that. It would, it would lend some finality to the season. You're I, saying eight teams total. So you're just going five, uh, final four. That's I I've heard that people throw that out there. I don't think it's been considered seriously, but I've seen fans throw that out there. It's like, just give me, I just want to see, like you said, LeBron versus Kawhi, mm. uh, Giannis versus, uh, Toronto. Like who are they playing? Uh, who's the two seed in, in, uh, the Eastern conference awesome. right now. Um, I think it's Toronto. Let's I got yeah. it right. I've got it right here. Yeah. So yeah, Toronto. But yeah, you you go right into the mix of of the drama of it. But players have said again and again, dude, we're gonna need a little bit of time to get back into it. That's why you have the short regular season. The Blazers are in a really unique position because Nurk's ready to go and Zach Collins is ready to go. No, I mean this this was in the the comments that that Dame was making. He's like, dude, oh, I'm I not, know. I'm not saying we got a chance, uh, but we got a chance. Yeah, I, right. I I'm gonna need you know. Uh, if anything, you're going to need a couple, you, you need a couple regular season games. That's what I'm saying. If, if anything, I'm going to need to see Yusuf Nurkic on a basketball court. Sure, I know but, it's going to make me laugh really hard. <laughs> you know, he's healthy. Oh, yeah. he is. Yeah. Wow. That's what hey, I heard. When was the last time you played basketball? Like competitively? Listen, it's been 18 months, whatever. 18 Don't worry months. about it. Yeah. Don't whatever. Don't you, you know, and you know, he hasn't had, you know, access to team facilities for two months, whatever. It's going to be fun to watch. Okay. He's going to be the gotta same. Be a lot He's of literally going to pick up right where he left off from his apex. Here's my question. Like, it's just going to keep going. How many people, how many people need to be employed within the quarantine zone at Disney World, Wide World of Sports? You're going to have the people working at the hotels. Mm-hmm. You're going to have... People preparing meals, training staffs. You're going to have, uh, I assume you'll have broadcast teams from the different NBA teams. If they'd like to go, could probably go. However many people you need to be there to take care of all of the facilities and everything. Yeah. Do they get to go watch the games? What do you mean? Do you have a small crowd for the games? Oh, no. No. You don't have them. You're already interacting with them. They're preparing your food. They're doing everything. Can't Blazers are playing against the Suns. Mm-hmm. Can the Clippers come in and watch it? No. No. But they're all in quarantine. It doesn't matter. It's, it's a, a controlled situation. It's a safe space. It's it. No. I'm just uh, asking. I'm just l- asking. Let me, tell you, let me tell you something. This thing is going to be handled with such effing care. Yeah. You are, it, your mind is going to explode about <laughs> how many effing rules you're going to have. Like, I bet you even that they'll have processes and little little jaunts out to the court with like, you know, 
with like taped lines onto the floor being like, go here, here, here. The only safe space these guys are going to have is the court. That's yeah. it. After that, they are going to be caged animals for the most part. Mm. I mean, they are going to filter you into the locker room. Mm. They will say, wait at the door. Now your, your shuttle is here. The shuttle will pick you up. You sit in this seat. Do not touch each other. Don't get near the driver. Then once you get to the hotel, well, we have a friggin' bubble tube made for you. Walk into the bubble tube, go to your room, shut up, and don't come out. Can like, they, I think wait, that's I, something I, that they're really not thinking about. I think the I'm players, sure they're thinking about it. I think the players are kind of seeing this, and they're going, so you're telling me that I'm going to finish this season out literally in exile. One other question. Can they go on Space Mountain? Yes. Okay, cool. All right. As long as there is that. Yes. Well, isn't it in Bundesliga? Didn't one of the uh, coaches already go out? Like, he, he, like, left. Oh, yeah, like, immediately and then tested positive. Yeah, he, like, left to go get something so stupid. Oh, no, he got like, quarantined. He didn't test positive. He got quarantined no. immediately. He would have he, to get, like, a, a chapstick or something. a toothbrush or yeah, something. Yeah, a toothbrush. And yeah, then it's like, like, dude, we just told you. Yeah, but I forgot my toothbrush. Yes. You think something like that's not going to happen with the NBA? Oh, it'll totally happen. So when you're saying, oh, we can't have people to actually sit there and watch the just games. Asking. Of course you can. I'm just asking. Do you know how difficult this is going to be to manage all of these people? I get that. I, I'm not trying but to guess- put athletes into a funnel. I'm just putting people into a funnel. <laughs> people are really stupid sometimes. And they'll follow the rules for the most part. But then they'll start to get lax about it and go, ah, whatever. I got to go pick up a toothbrush. Here's the thing. Is if they're in there watching the games, at least you know where they're at. Yes, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's going to be a uh, a wonderful, bizarre, unique experience. And I've said this before. Anytime we've talked about this proposal, you think it's actually going to happen, though? I do. It's from what I'm reading, it sounds like it's going to happen. I've obviously don't have any more information than any anyone else out there, um, but it looks very much like it's going to happen. I just hope that they will make an allotment to have a documentary film crew in there because I think in years to come, this will be something to look back on and go, wow. Because it's going to be crazy. I don't know if they're going to have the space tubes like E.T. like you're mentioning, but whatever it looks like, sounds I like, mean, they're gonna have feels to. like, dude, the documentary that comes from this will be insane to watch. See, I'm even kind of wondering if it's really going to happen. Yeah, I know that they're planning fair. and they're voting and they're doing all this stuff, but... I think when you get down to the nitty gritty of cost of the amount of people there and everything else, I I think they're going to start running into problems, problems that you really can't easily fix. And you know, this is so funny because this situation is just like the classic version of a catch 22, which is look, if we're going to pull this off, we need a good amount of personnel to keep everything together. Well, the problem is the more personnel you add, the bigger the problem gets yep. because yep. you're just Thanks. kind of filling the Petri dish with more people that can get infected. Yep. If more people keep getting infected and you need more people to handle the situation, exactly. yep. it keeps revolving. And so that's why I'm even sitting here wondering, like, I, I don't even know if they're going to be able to do this, to be quite honest. I know they're voting on it. Again, but hotel staff. Yeah. You've got uh, drivers, cooks, driver, they're just a photographers, million. cameramen, media, production crew for media, broadcasters. The guy that runs Space Mountain. Got it run Space Mountain. You'll have state uh, state employees outside of the yeah. stadium yeah. because most likely they're going to have to work with the Orlando PD to try to keep fans back. That's another thing to think of. Can't what play if a people... Lakers game without the Lakers girl. Well, but think of this. Do you think that possibly in Florida of all places that people will just kind of say, 
oh, they're doing that there? Okay, cool. I'll leave that place alone. I've got a perfectly valid reason for Will Darkens to trash Kevin Durant, and I will present that to you next. Center and Saint on 1080 The Fan. I mean, seriously, right? Like, people in Florida are going to go there and, like, want to break in. Oh, yeah. No, it's – there's – what is – um. What is the movie? It's like a zombie apocalypse movie or... You got mail? Yeah, it's the one. You're going to build a perimeter around this. Like, what's what's the outside of the fence look like, you know? Are people trying to get in and just trying to figure it out? Like, are there constant threats of people trying to get in? Just yeah. methed out zombie creatures from Florida trying to break into the NBA quarantine zone. Well, isn't Disney World massive? Disney World is insanely huge, and it's surrounded by a ton of water, I remember, but I don't remember seeing the gates because Disney does a pretty good job of hiding their security. Like, you never feel like you're you're really gated in, at least, I, and I only went to Disney World for like a half day. We went to downtown Disney there. I was just traveling through Orlando, um, but... Like in Anaheim, you can see the fences and whatever, and they put the pretty little pictures on them so it doesn't feel like fences, but you know that they're there. I don't remember seeing any of the security, and that was one of the crazy things about Orlando is it's such a vast area that it just feels like, all right, you're kind of isolated by the swamps and the 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 size of the area around it, but you know there's a ton of security keeping people out. So I don't know what the perimeter is going to look like for this. But yeah, there's going to be people trying to get in and just doing crazy things. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to. Yes. You got all these celebrities in one place. And that's why I say the E.T. bubble tube. You're going to have to do it because there's going to be people that are lined up like at the hotel, right? Well, yeah. Like, won't you figure out what... It's probably going to be pretty easy to figure out what hotel they're staying at because you're going to see, you know, somebody in Florida is going to start noticing a lot of NBA logos around a building and they're going to go, okay, I think it's that one. And then they're just going to sit and wait for him to come out. I did uh, see that they were going to decide who gets what hotel based on seating. I don't know if it was true and I didn't read the article. I just saw the headline. I thought that'd be funny if there was like, oh yeah, the grand Disney is totally the place that you want to be. Once he gets it. Oh yeah. The, uh, the one in animal kingdom, it's not as nice. But it's got the cool safari theme, so that's like a six-seat hotel. So they're seating. It's like Disney fans are seating out the hotels and then assigning. I hope that that actually happens, that the first seat gets their pick of what hotel they, they occupy. That'd be dope. There's 20,000 hotel rooms down there. That's a lot. That'd be pretty nuts, man. That's a crazy place. In 2016-17, you may remember that Kevin Durant joined... The Warriors played with them for three seasons. One KD, you cheese butt. Where LeBron at? KD, LeBron, he gonna yam on you. Won two championships with them. People have often brought up the idea that you can't count those championships for Kevin Durant. Who said that? People have said that he didn't really earn them. Wow, that's I, the first I'm hearing of I it. I know. Uh, one of the guys I know that says that often is... Uh, you dummy. Oh yeah. So now I, I don't think I say it quite like that. Oh, how would you say? Oh, like you know, you're here. You can say the yeah, word. Yeah, like it's it's not that like he doesn't deserve him. It's just that like he's a little bitch. Oh, that's so. right. That's how you say. Yeah. It. 
So a player on the 2016-2017 Warriors has come out and said that he does not count his 2017 championship as part of his championship total. That player is Matt Barnes. Now, Matt Barnes doesn't discount it because of anything Kevin Durant did. He says because he was injured ahead of the playoff run and he didn't participate in it. So he's saying that the Matt Barnes championship total does not include the 2017 Warriors championship. It's probably the only time I've ever like thought of Matt Barnes and been like, eh, that's fair. Matt Barnes is great on TV. I think he's a really good analyst, uh, even though he wasn't the greatest player. Back to our earlier conversation. Oh, he's Matt very Barnes good. All right. No, he was all right. He's better than Dan Orlovsky. I wasn't trying to make oh, that comparison. Yes, but he wasn't an all-time all-time. But I think he's good when he talks. Uh, I listen. I think I think it's great. But this also from Get Up, by the way. But, nice. yeah, he was saying he does not count that championship. Do you think there's any part of Kevin Durant that sits around going, yeah, that was probably a mistake. I shouldn't count those championships. No, no. There's nothing that's a mistake for Kevin Durant. He does nothing. everything right No, he thinks he does everything right all the effing time. <laughs> and the reason he thinks that is because he went to a bubble that basically just rewarded that behavior. I think the one thing you're going to see come out soon is either a book or a very short documentary about that last season they won the title. Not the one where they lost to Toronto. The one where they beat Cleveland. Yeah. And Sean Livingston, I think, might have been him or somebody else, said something after they won the title where he said, like, this was well-deserved, but this was very difficult. Everybody's like, well, yeah, it's an NBA title. It's very. He goes, no, (laughs) all of this. All of this was incredibly difficult. Yeah. And I think you're going to see the process of what many people in a certain generation will call the perfect team or the team of the decade or whatever. And I think you'll see the inside of it and go, wow, Kevin Durant is such a petty POS. (laughs) I think he will. Yeah. And I think really the reason that he has this attitude is because he's been chasing LeBron James for a very long time. Damian Lillard has had all the same stuff from the national media fall on him that Kevin Durant did. He really did. Okay. He's in a small market, had a running mate that he's supposed to win a lot of games with, keeps getting very close, can't really get there. And people keep saying, why doesn't he move? Why doesn't he move? Why doesn't he move? Kevin Durant finally drank the Kool-Aid. He goes, okay, I'm going to move. I'm going to move to the only place where I really won't be challenged that much. Yeah, but the difference is that the Oklahoma City Thunder were consistently knocking on the door. The Blazers got to a championship Western Conference Finals last year. Oh, I know. They got swept. Kevin Durant had the Warriors on the ropes in a Game 7 and then left to join that team the next year. Yeah. It is very, very different uh, how good the Oklahoma City Thunder were and the potential that the Blazers have. Yes, they got to a Western Conference Finals last year, but I think a lot of team, a lot of people look at that team and would not put it, and I'm one of those people, I would not put it as at the level that the, the Oklahoma City Thunder were at when they had uh, Durant and Westbrook. That team was much better, and they were much scarier because Kevin Durant is seven foot nine and Russell Westbrook's the fastest player in the NBA. They had an athleticism and a dynamic ability on the basketball court that 
Dame at six foot one or whatever he is. He's six three. Is a very good player, and there's no question about it. He's earned every bit of accolade that he's got and probably deserves more than he gets. CJ is a very similar player, 6'4", I believe. Uh, but those guys, I don't think, instill fear into people like the Slim Reaper and uh, D-Bag Westbrook. Just saying, it's very, very different those two teams. I guess so. this is how I look at it. You, and really, you can look at it the, a couple ways, right? Kevin Durant is either the Hakeem Olajuwon of the 2010s or he's somebody who you think of as just an all-time top 10 player. Hmm. I don't know, Olajuwon. Dominique Wilkins, maybe? Yeah. Won two titles. And I guess he did, he, did. he did win two titles. You're right. He did it yeah, right in, in a span yeah, where right. S was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Which it was LeBron James was on terrible teams. And Jordan was retired. And Jordan was retired. And in fact, well, no, he only won one title, didn't he? Elijah won one, two. They won back no, to back. No, uh, Kevin. No, they won two. No, they, okay. Yeah, they did. They won the, They won back to back against the Cavs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, you know, to me, I, 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 it's, it really bothers me quite a bit when anybody mentions any of those three guys from that Thunder team as anything of consequence in the overall landscape of NBA history. Durant, Westbrook, Harden, any of them. I I literally don't want their names mentioned (laughs) at all in the top 10, and you'd be hard-pressed in the top 15. In fact, it would be a shock if you had one of them in the top 15. And really with somebody like Kevin Durant, it really does matter about the narrative. People yep. say, oh, well, he got the rings. Who cares that he's such a great scorer? Dude, yeah. narrative really matters. You want to talk about narrative? Talk about Tim Duncan. Tim yeah. Duncan should be probably the second best player of the last decade, but he's not thought that way nope. because everybody just goes, well, he was boring. He didn't have anything. I mean, the Spurs were just boring. They just kind of toddled along and won championships. Second greatest coach of all time? Greg Popovich really never enters that conversation. It's always Phil Jackson. Tim Duncan and and Popovich, I think Popovich gets almost more credit than Tim Duncan sometimes, yeah. which is unbelievable Dude, to me. Tim Duncan should be like it, it should be Tim Duncan, LeBron James of the last twenty years. It Would, really should. Let me ask you this question: Would we talk about Tim Duncan more as a player if he had his current haircut when he played? It's pretty bad, huh? It's the the dreads, the little uh, man bun dread that yeah. he has now, yeah. Would we have talked about him more as a player if he had the haircut through his career? Nah, probably not. I mean, what? Kawhi, had, totally Kawhi has would've. cornrows. We totally would have. We don't talk about Kawhi that much. Kawhi we talk about quite a bit because yes. he's currently playing. But I don't know what we'll talk about him after the career. But cornrows, everybody's got cornrows. This thing Duncan's got going on. So Tim Duncan is following the path of many athletes who have retired and then just decide to change their look really hard. Yeah. I mean, he's like... he. Uh, it's like a, an offensive lineman who yeah. drops a ton of weight. It's like on a scale of Joe Thomas to Sammy Sosa, he's like a five. <laughs> like Joe Thomas just lost some weight. You're yeah. like, well, that's he, crazy. Between on the on the Joe Thomas uh, Sammy Sosa scale, he's like a Jeff Saturday. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, hmm, he just looks like a uh, normal guy now. Slim, slim down. Well, Jeff Saturday looks like a slim down version of himself. Joe Thomas looks like a different guy. And yeah. Sammy Sosa is and now Sammy Sosa, Sam Sosa. Yes, and he's and he's white. Uh, all right, you mentioned the NFL making their big push, and they've got a little room to breathe with everything that's going on as far as restarting seasons. They're not in the same mix as basketball or baseball because their seasons have not been suspended. But 
Another sport is making a big push. The NCAA has offered up their plan to bring back athletes. Yeah, I see the uh, red zone there on the cornhole boards, and uh, can't really tell you why that's on there. I think it's uh, probably just a, a way for the broadcasters to know if it's close to the hole. Oh, that guy missed. What a loser. You've never played cornhole? I mean, I've played, but I don't I don't know the rules. <laughs> I just kind of jumped in and was like, yeah, here we go. So what am I trying to do? Just throw it in there? Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, I, uh, I enjoy the game, but it feels like we only play it when we go camping. It's a very, very good camp game, but I lost the uh, trophy uh, to my brother last year. And then we went and played an actual cornhole event, the hmm. Cedars Golf Course over in Brush Prairie. Did you get they, smacked? My brother got... Uh, 14 points on him from a uh, 11 year old that was playing there that just dominated him. Uh, that was pretty funny, but we want to, we won two games in the tournament to other players who were clearly not professionals, but I'm not joking. you. There were not just guys wearing their cornhole t-shirts from other tournaments that they played in. There was a couple people wearing their jerseys. Nice. Uh, I talked to one guy that said he plays usually only five nights a week, which apparently is a deficiency compared to the guys that play seven nights a week and in play in all the big tournaments. Uh, people take it very, very seriously, this this thing called cornhole. So it's... Uh, you know, I bet if you were an independent contractor and then you did this on the side, you could make some sweet bank if you were good. I mean, think of it. Like, all you have to do is just, like, schedule whatever projects you're doing around, like, weeks at a time and then give yourself, like, a week to train for certain tournaments. Mm. Like, I'm sure, like, the cash prizes on here aren't, you know, nothing to balk at. Like, this one, I bet I bet the cash prize is probably, like, a hundred grand. You know what I bet a lot of these guys do? Make cornhole boards and sell them. I'm not even kidding. Like, there's they, just, like, a screaming market for it. Hey, listen, there's there's not not a lot of people uh, not a lot of people I know that uh, that are in the market for a cornhole board, but, man, when they're on sale, they're not cheap. Let so. me tell you something. I've cornered the market in Oregon cornhole sales, cornhole board sales. Yeah, there, but there is a difference between a shoddily made uh, cornhole board and then these, uh, these official standard ones, because I'm looking mm. at this. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at this right here, the Johnsonville uh, ACL-approved cornhole board boards with the red zone hashtag trick shots are good yeah hashtag trick shots are good um but that looks like you've got a hardwood surface on there maybe a maple mm, mm -hmm. maybe ash on top okay that's a lot better than my, hey listen mine are nice made them myself we're using plywood on top my, my friend mm. it's not gonna have the same quality and if you don't get the legs right there's nothing worse and show them to somebody's house, and they're like, you want to play cornhole? And they've got the flimsy plastic board set out there, mm -hmm. and then the nylon bags. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. You can't even stick those things. And then here's the other thing that's really appalling. Okay. Is they bought it because it's got the Oregon Ducks logo on it or because uh, they got the Beavs logo on it. Okay. Teams are going out and giving out their licensing rights to these shoddy companies. Yeah. You go out, and you're uh, Dan from Ohio here in the Johnsonville Sausage Championship right now. You can get the licensing rights to make a Michigan Wolverines and an Ohio State Buckeyes set. I'll bet you there's some dollars to be made. You get a nice uh, applewood surface on top of it. Mm -hmm. Get something, uh, you know, design features just for yourself. Nice carry handle on the side. Comes with a nice durable canvas bag that you can carry around in or whatever. Your, uh, mm -hmm. 
you know, your cornhole bags. God, I can't believe these teams are letting them in their holes. Take me to Flavortown. I'm I, I'm pretty sure one of the guys that showed up to the tournament that we played in had a humidor for his bags, so they didn't they did not get moisture. It was a cedar lined box that he carried around his corn filled bags in. Now I can't tell if you're mocking these guys. Are you mocking them? I'm only half mocking. Well, they kicked your ass. What I'm saying is just like anything. That is outrageous. No, it really is. There are people that take it much more serious and kick your ass than I do. And they should. At the end of the day, that's what and it comes down they to. They beat your ass. Should. How you play tennis. Yeah. How nice is your tennis racket? Oh, it's nice. Okay. So a guy shows up and he's got a professional racket. Mm-hmm. How much better is that piece of equipment than yours? Like if if Djokovic dropped his tennis racket when he was leaving the club and you Ooh. picked it up and you went, oh, my God. How much better is the equipment? Well, I, I will say with tennis, and I have no real, like, I don't know, thought of this for golf, but I'm okay. sure it's kind of the yeah, same that's thing. Why, that's why I went it to really doesn't matter you. what racket you are using for the most part. It's pretty, it, it's pretty preference. Like okay, it, so how expensive? Like, how expensive? If I was a novice and I had Djokovic's racket, I would still suck very hard. Oh sure. And in fact, I would probably start sucking more because the rackets that they're made for uh, on ATP tournaments yeah. are actually way heavier than the ones they even sell at retail. Because those dudes are hitting at like 110 yeah. miles an hour. Yeah. Like you need a big effing heavy racket to do that. Well, and I think that's kind of the the point because there's a lot of golf clubs that are made to hit the ball, make hitting the ball easier, but the pros' equipment is. It's made, yeah. it's made to hit the center of the club every single time, and if you do, you get better results. Yeah, see, so. tennis is more like it, it's your style of play. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if you have a very weak backhand, maybe you get a bigger racket head face so that you decrease the amount of error. But really, that's not going to matter much if you can hit yeah. it harder or not. You know, there's some companies that might advertise out there and be like, oh, yeah, you'll get much more spin. Yeah. It's like, no, you'll get much more spin if you flick your wrist more. <laughs> the racket helps, kind yeah. of. It's yeah. just preference. Well, it, but that's that's kind of one of the things. When you get to the advanced level, the amount of detail matters so much more. Where mm. when you're a novice at anything, it's like, all right, just pick up a racket and go out and hit the ball around. Have a good time. Yeah. You're not going to get a whole lot better. But as you progress, you go, hey, maybe it's time to start looking at better equipment, start looking at better things. Yeah, better and, bags. Yeah, better bags. Well, and then and then you start worrying about the moisture content in your bags. Oh. Listen, because if you're gonna dunk it in the if you're gonna dunk your bag in the cornhole, moisture matters. God, dude, I hate getting moisture on my sack. Ah! Amen. What to watch is the segment where we tell you what to watch. We do it next, Center and Saint on 1080 the fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, 
It's what to watch on the Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. It's your cake day. You blow out the candles. Really excited for your new birthday song. I think it's going to sweep the nation. With my very limited music producing skills, I'm going to make something. I'm I'm pretty pumped about it. Like I said, June 28th, buddy. That's my birthday. June you got a 28th. month. Got a month. You blow out the candles. Hey, dude, hey, 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 hey. Save it. Save it. I mean, as much as we want to be part of the creative process, I, uh, maybe here's what you can do. Document the process as you develop the song, and then mm. we can go back and look at it. But I'd like to. What I'd like to do is hear the final product. Oh, and then work backwards. Well, what I will do Enjoy is I'll play you one final product, but then I'll play something different. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have something in the shoot. Ah. Here's the crazy part. I'm gaslighting you right now. I don't. You're even probably know. gonna hear this one, but then I'm gonna play something else. All right. Something to look forward to. Uh, you don't even know. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. So if that is any indication of me not knowing, uh, then you're correct. What to watch. I finished Silicon Valley. I enjoyed the series. I need another funny short show. Something I can watch in, you know, 24 to 31 minutes. All of it? No, no. The episode. Oh. Per, per episode. Uh, bite size. Uh, humorous. What do you got for me? What do you, what do you Selling got? Selling Sunset. Watch it. <laughs> I'm serious, dude. You got to watch it. Selling Sunset. It's crazy. For anybody that missed the opening segment, Selling Sunset apparently... Netflix. ...is uh, beautiful women with bizarre names selling million-dollar homes in Southern California. And then getting super catty with each other. Ow! So, Ow. so addicting. So addicting. How many episodes have you watched? I've watched all two seasons. Have you... Yes. Third season, August 7th. <laughs> um, and then what's the teaser like for the next season? Is, uh, Dude, the, the teaser was insane. <laughs> they had this woman who is just a total B on the show. Yeah. BT Debs. And it was her wedding, and she was wearing a black dress. Wow. And it was like, like fake that. snowing in California. <laughs> It was insane. We worked at the W Hotel in, in Southern California, and we put in a fake ice rink. Oh. So. Okay. Yeah. They do. They love the fake snow. They love the fake winter down there in California. It's so lovely all the time that they have to fake winter. They can't have what, or they, can't have what they don't have. It's, oh, they can, though. It's Hollywood. They make it with magic. To do the lighting where it looked like snowflakes falling down around on the trees and stuff. Yep. They'll fake your winter. And your moon landings. Shh. What are you watching now in your hiatus between selling sunsets? Selling sunset. Whoa. Dang it. Easy, homie. I don't know yet. I might start uh, or start. I might continue my rewatch of Mad Men. Okay. Because I've kind of been doing that on and off where I have yeah. uh, my queue lined up where I'm just kind of like, I'm following. Like, I think I'm on like season three or something. And I just every now and then we'll start watching an episode. Yeah. Somebody on the fan text line, 503-250-1080, is suggesting Shit's Creek. Yes, my wife is obsessed with that show. That she show, loved it. I enjoyed it. I actually watched, I don't know if I'm, I finished it because I think they had another season come out. Maybe I should go back and. It was the last one, yeah. Was it? Okay, well, then maybe I'm done. It's been a while. I don't know where I left off, um, but my wife never watched it. I think she might enjoy that. We might start over. I watched it on an airplane. Mm. Um, so here's the funny thing. So uh, 
I've got the twins, as you know. Yeah. When your kids are under the two-year age limit where they have to buy their own seat. Yeah, they can't smoke on the plane. That's that's one thing that was frustrating. Uh, They can't sit in the same row on a plane. Well, you can't have... They only have one child's face mask that falls down if there's loss of cabin pressure. That makes sense. And so you can only have one child across a row. So then my wife and I had to split up on flights, but we were on a flight and me and my mom started watching Shit's Creek and made it through the entire season. It really was very good. And that show did take a life of its own. People love, they're obsessed with that show. It's cult following. It does have a cult following. Yeah. It's also got a more mainstream. Uh, you know what I went back and watched? Uh, the Bird, Magic Bird documentary. I was having a little bit of a, a missing of the basketball documentary. Hmm. Uh, very good. And then Screwball. Mm. Have you seen Screwball? I think you know I haven't seen Screwball. You should go and watch Screwball. Is the Tony Bosch story. So the guy that supplied the testosterone and HGH to A-Rod, Manny Ramirez, and other Major League Baseball players. That is, it's no baseball. It's a crazy story. And then one of the things that they did in the documentary was, you know how documentaries like to do their reenactments and they'll put bad actors in it? Yeah, like occasionally you'll need like, and then the guy went and did this, but they don't have footage of it. So they'll put in like unsolved mysteries? a cartoon or the unsolved mysteries thing. They did all of the reenactments with children. What? Why? <laughs> no, but it delighted it's me. Kind of funny. It was. It's very funny, but it's a very entertaining. It's a ridiculous story. Uh, and the, the characters in it, uh, and I, when I say characters, I know that they're real people, but I do mean characters. They're just the craziest Florida people that you would hope for in the whole thing. It's very Miami. The guy that calls himself a professional tanner is involved. The guy that got out of prison for counterfeit then started working on tanning beds. The doctor, Tony Bosch, has his uh, medical license from Belize. Uh, it's, a, it's a whole thing. Why does Screwball, uh, screwball on Netflix if you're looking for uh, a little sports fix with not a whole lot of sports in it? Why does Alex Rodriguez get a pass and Barry Bonds doesn't? I, you, you, I think you will learn to appreciate's not the word, but you will look at A Rod in new eyes if everything they're saying about him is is true in this documentary. I mean, I kind of look at him as dude. It's I, 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 you end up hating him about halfway through. By the end of it, you're like. All right, A-Rod, I, I can kind of pick up what you're putting down. See, and I don't mean to get into this philosophical discussion about baseball, but I more hate the league than I do the players for what they did. Yeah. I hate and the league. and dude, that's you need to watch it. That's thing. like one you, of the pillars of why I okay. hate baseball is because they are so contradictory. It's disgusting. And the people who love it and then try to reference back to how much they loved it as a kid. I'm like, dude, get that bull crap out of here. I you know they are so corrupt. The fact that they are coddling the Houston Astros and they still won't let Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. And now with this pandemic thing, you have all these spoiled little millionaires who won't go out and play to continue the game. Oh, well, now I care about my personal brand, even though I won't post anything on social media. And I don't give an ass about anything else. There is an element of uh, baseball being baseball's own worst enemy. There's no question about that. Stupid. Uh, I have never done this. I'm giving you a homework assignment to watch Screwball, and we'll talk about it next week. Ugh. No, everything you just 
complained about with baseball. Play, it, it hits on all of those. So you have to watch it this week. Oh, I think we're going to teach them a lesson by hitting them with baseballs when they hit to the plate. There's that. Oh, all, wow. All what a of lesson. The things, all of the things are in there. Bro, if this was the NBA, they would just go over to their house and beat them up. And the NFL, somebody would get shot. Someone's dead. Yeah. Somebody's, somebody's <laughs> dead. Uh, all right, stick around. Uh, OSN Classics uh, continue right here. You've got football. It's old football, but it's football. Uh, we're done. Have a great week. Bye-bye. You must always face the curtain with a bag. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.